What's up, everyone? It's Kyle for Magpie247 in episode 8. To be honest, I didn't think we'd make it this far, but one, episode 8 of the Magpie247. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your kind words, everyone. <laughs> uh, thanks for your kind words and all the support that we've had over the last couple of weeks. But we're now in episode 8 of uh, this of this podcast. It's been it's been really good so far. Obviously, we've, we've ra- rounded up the season in part 1 as best we can. We did the keep our cell, and then everything else has been about non-football, but to be fair, so far I think we've done really good. Um, just before we get into the like into part two of the season, though, we're going from uh, January to the end of the season. Obviously, with project restart and coronavirus being a big, like a bigger part of that. But um, the past couple of weeks for Magpie Twenty Four Seven, I think it was um, Friday just gone was three weeks of Magpie Twenty Four Seven um, since we started it and. Um, it's just a massive thank you to everybody who's um, who's contributed and helped and communicated and and just interacted with over the past couple of weeks. Because obviously, me and Paul were made a massive massive risk on ourselves and bet big on ourselves by leaving uh, Newcastle fans TV and 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 all that stuff, which we touched on in part one, at, well episode one, which seems so long ago now. But to take such a big risk on ourselves and and try and make magpie 24 7 into something and the 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 response that we've had the comments on podcasts that we've had some of the lovely messages we've had makes yeah. it all worthwhile because honestly it was a it was a massive risk we, we could have played it safe and and just worked on 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 the facebook page for nftv because we had a good little a good little community there paul we were on like twenty seven thousand, and like um every day was like communicating and interacting and we took a chance on ourselves to make this one in the first month like i mean i'm not a one for yeah. number but obviously you like to keep count and see if people are interested and actually like to listen to you and watch you and, and interact with you on a daily basis and just to say from the get-go there's there's loads listening there's loads interacting and yeah, it's it's just fantastic to to be a part of the community, and obviously you becoming a a, a, count, a council member of NUST as well, kind of validates we're within the community as well. So we're we're blown away by the support of of, of everyone the past couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, yeah, we we, we, appre- we appreciate it all. Kind of at the end of the day, we yeah. do not take anything for granted. We don't take our foot off the pedal. When we say twenty four seven, we pretty much are at this 24 seven uh you know all of the time there's been thousands of you who, who joined in already the comment section has, has you know come alive uh we've had messages from uh you know all over europe all over the place uh there's people watching and uh you know videos that we've done on the facebook page there's people listening um you know to the podcast from america uh you know from all over the place uh we've got Australia as well, which we'll touch on as well later on in today's podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been fantastic. It really does mean, uh, you know, mean the, the world. We're obviously able to go in a, uh, in a direction that we're very happy with, we're very, very comfortable with. Um, but, yeah, it wouldn't be possible without the support of every single person listening to the podcast, liking everything, uh, you know, critiquing where critiquing is needed. We're more than open for suggestions and stuff like that. Talking about suggestions, name for the podcast. Somebody came up with a very good suggestion, Kyle, of the Magpie Twenty Four Seven podcast. Um, and we've had a, we've had a, we've had a few more as well. Um, we've had some Magpod, um, and then we had one which is very similar to um, the current one that. The Chronicle and all them put out, you know, the yeah. pod on the time, pod on the time, uh, all mine, all mine. Hi. Yeah. So we've had, we had a few, a few more. So we're keeping everything under consideration. Please keep sending your name, your, your the names for the podcast through. We will pick one shortly. Then we're going to add introductions. Uh, like I said, at the moment we're still dusting the sawdust off. It's still all yeah. nice and new. Pushing, you know, still having to sweep the sawdust away. We're still working things out. Uh, but we're going literally uh, as far and as fast as we can. We're trying to bring you news across everything. If you're on our Facebook page and you haven't liked Twitter or Instagram, then please, please do if you can. We appreciate that. 
uh, and it just helps us to get everything off the ground. But yeah, to, to say that, you know, a couple of weeks ago there was nothing. I mean, I think we were well over uh, 4,000 people now. That is unbelievable. And every single article we put on the Facebook page, Twitter is getting commented on, retweeted, liked, discussed. So it's, it's all good. And it's all down to, you know, people out there backing what we're about. Um, and we know that there's lots of choice out there. So we appreciate you giving us the time. Yeah, uh, of course. And, and with what we say in the first, very first podcast, which if you haven't listened to, I would, I would recommend it. It just tells you basically what we're about. But um, we we want to be a little bit different, we want to work with anybody and everybody, Newcastle United, but wise, um, whether it's a vlogger, whether it's a fan channel, any uh, even later in this podcast, we've got a couple of... Um, uh, friends of the channel also might be known familiar voices, uh, familiar voices uh, to, to bring to you so with their little bit of a, of a review to sum up their experience of the season so we're just we're just trying to um, connect with anybody and everybody um, uh, with Magpie 24-7 with obviously the NUS we're connected with them and just yeah just trying to just trying to make, make a make a community of it and just just have have fun as as fans and yeah with magpie 24 7 with all your help fantastic but we've blabbered on enough about ourselves paul and we'll get into part two of the magpie 24 7 podcast season review 2019 2020 nearly 2021 yeah because of the because of the coronavirus but um damn you coronavirus Oh, it's been it's been a proper shit year, man. Honestly, it's been awful. But um, we started the year. Um, to be fair, on the fourth of January, because um, obviously we ended the episode, the last episode on New Year's Day, Leicester defeat, and we thought this would be a relatively routine win against uh, Rochdale in the FA Cup third round. Mm-hmm. Obviously. You know, we'll have a past of losing to teams like Stevenage and Brighton when they win the lower divisions. But I always thought, you know what, we're, I think we're, we're good enough to beat Rochdale and we should do so. We'll get an early lead for a while, Moron. And a 40-year-old man, 40, the 40, it's, uh, he, he, he comes off the bench and he scores. Uh, he turns fernandez inside out which given how well fernandez played this season is pretty it's pretty mental uh to say the least but he uh he gets his he gets the goal to take it to a replay and that's it, honestly i was so aggravated at the end of this match i was so pissed off because obviously it's rochdale would dominate the first half paul by chance after chance after chance after chance so could it be four or five up at half time and we rest on my laurels. We'll sit back and the the get the get a flipping the, the nick a draw to take the St James's. We'll have a and then and then we'll have a, a draw against Wolves. It was a pretty frustrating time, Paul. Two two frustrating draws after the loss against Leicester. Yeah, it's t- typical Newcastle because in some games we have looked decent at the beginning, and, and the thing is, you've got to make hay while the sun is shining. You know. We can't be creating three, four, five chances and not putting one of them away. And this was the frustrating part. You know, you start to see a Joe Linton really struggle. You're looking around, you're scraping around for other options. Things aren't going well. We're missing Dwight Gale most of the time. Um, and, you know, there's there's no signs of, you know, new bodies coming in. No. And, you know, if you've got hair, I mean, obviously mine's pulled out with support Newcastle for all these decades. You, got there, you, you know, you, you're pulling it out in, in clumps because, you know, in that Cub game, we should have been home host and tried. Uh, even in the, the next game against Wolves, you've got your chances, but we're not converting them on a regular enough basis. And it comes to bite you in the ass. Um, so, yeah, really frustrated. We're not doing the business in the transfer market as well. And uh, uh, a lot of unhappy uh, Newcastle supporters at this time. Yeah, it was. I mean, don't get us wrong, Wolves away was probably a much better result because obviously Molyneux a damn hard place to go and Dubravka was absolutely outstanding lights. that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate them disco lights have got like, not on oh, it. Yeah, where the, the, they do the fire and that, it's just, it's a bit OTT. But, um, yeah. you know, a point away to Wolves, you can't really complain. Um, but in the replay against Rochdale, I particularly enjoyed this one, actually. It was a nice night. 
um, nice weather. Um, went with me mate, who's a Man U supporter. He took the Ben, who's been converted to a Newcastle supporter by yours truly. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a nice night. Obviously, but uh, banter with uh, a couple of my mates, and obviously getting the let let the Ben have a good. A, a good couple of memories made from from that night, and was said before the match. It's his second match, and he was, and we're like, "All right, what's the what's the prediction? What's your prediction today, Kieran?" And he's like, "Newcastle are going to win four nil." And we're like, "It's Newcastle. Newcastle are going to win four nil. Shut up, man!" And we're four nil up. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> he, he had a bang on prediction, and uh, the score were four minutes to go, and it's and like we're like, "Fuck hell, you've made a good betting man one day," but. um no, I mean it was a it was a good performance by Newcastle. Even Joelinton scored. It was, um, it was a it was an all right it was an all right night. Nice, um, comfortable. Uh, yeah, nice and comfortable win. It took it to the next yeah. round, but um, it doesn't heal in comparison to the next game, which I'm sad to say, it's the last time I seen Newcastle United score in James's Park. That's how long ago it was. 18 for January. Mark it in your calendars. Because that's when Isaac Hayden scored that 94th minute winner at St James's Park. And that, Paul, was the last time we both seen a goal at St yeah. James's Park. It was crazy to think. That's, it, we're recording this 16th of, uh, of August. So that's coming on to seven months without a goal at St James's Park. Crazy. Absolutely mental. It is, it is. And 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 it was such a I mean, the game itself was actually quite largely uneventful. It was. Um, you know, it's it's forgettable. But again, football is about moments, football is about drama, it's about uh, a Hollywood script without the Hollywood, I suppose. Um and what a way to get the win. You know, um cr- cracking cracking ball in and Isaac Hayden just gambles. He just he just Gambles on it, and uh, the ball hits the back of the net. The Chelsea defence is having an inquest. Uh, we didn't probably deserve to win the game, but we did. And the celebration has gone down in meme uh, hit, like history. Um, even even got one of the supporters on Sky Sports News for the season <laughs> review. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, knobs are going to feature quite a lot in this second half of the uh, season review, there'll be a lot of knob information. But for the corner flag to be hit with that much precision, oh, no wonder Richie takes our um, penalty kicks if he's so precise with his placing. He hoofs it, <laughs> catches that poor bloke. Um, I feel his pain. He'll never forget that moment for as long as he lives. But great, massive scenes. Then The stadium erupts. It goes mental. Adults are chucking over adults in the air. Amazing scenes. And to get a victory against a, a good Chelsea team. It was sort of revenge for that game down oh, in yeah, London. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a very similar game. It was a very similar game, to be honest, Paul. Very similar. But obviously, we get the win in the last minute. And better scenes, as it were. Yeah. But it, it, it continued to, to get better, if it was. Even though the games weren't eventful. Tuesday night, a couple of days later, we go down to Everton. And um, this game, man, was flipping shit. We were awful. We <laughs> I'm not, laughing now because <laughs> like, I know what's coming. We it doesn't make sense. We didn't have a shot on target for 88 minutes. He took he took the strikers off for damage limitation and he hired Lejeune and Sharon just to just to try and keep the score down because we were getting absolutely... Every sub, every sub oh. Carl, it was just like, <laughs> oh my word, oh, he's bringing a midfielder off. Who's he bringing a midfielder off? A defender. He's bringing a striker off. Who's he... He's bringing on a defender. It was like he had a defender fetish. It was just everywhere. It just What's the answer, Steve? How are we going to change things? How are we going to change the game? Oh, we'll bring Defenders. on a defender. I, like, <laughs> I, I know you were a defender, uh, uh, Brucey, but... Uh, you know, defenders can't can't do it all. It was the most bizarre game. Uh, after about eighty-five minutes, I actually we were on the front row. Or was it the second up front row? The second up front row. I turned round and I was looking at the fans because I just thought that we were singing away. I just thought I'm going to watch the fans because it's just like it was entertaining and we'd been dog shit the entire game. And well, and, and then like we get that corner and I've t- turned around and I'm just like. I can't wait to get out of here. Get me home. This has been shit. I hate Woodison. The evidence yeah. supporters were giving it large. 
And then the, Aye, the, the first one goes in. I was like, fucking cracking goal. It, it was amazing. We thought, well, at least it's a bit of... At least we've got a goal. There, there was no yeah. thought of we're going to come back or anything like that. Just none. I would say, oh, well, we've got Flattered a goal that way, Connie. But like, nah, it flattered us it, totally, that mind. Get, getting one did. goal was flattering us because we were we were absolutely and utterly shit. The football Boy. was shit. We didn't it, try. Their goals were just like limp, awful no, goals easy. to concede. No, easy. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, it's still mental now to think of it. It really is. Um, Lejeune no scores that overhead kick to make it 2-1. We're like, oh, well, we'll get the goal. And we'll get a free kick, and it's like, surely not. I mean, we're John not Anderson summarised this brilliantly, goes, didn't he? And then it goes, um, and then it, and then we just, I just see Pickford pick the ball up, and I'm thinking, shit, he saved it. What a chance! But and then the referee blows the whistle, and the the players are running over. To him. I'm like, no way, we've got we've got to, we've picked up a flipping point mm. out of it. And you can look at you can see the Everton fans because the, the ones that were giving it large over the whole game. The the, the 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 went silent. It was quite yeah. it was quite remarkable. But um, I'm telling yeah, you something, Carl. Right, several thousand of them left at next week <laughs> when they come up. The the referees announced four minutes of stoppage time. They all started to go out, giving it large. We've won. You shit. We were called worse than crap off the Everton supporters. They were giving it large, especially one particular pillock to the left of us during the match, giving it large. And then when that second goal went in, all I remember seeing, because, again, I thought, we're not going to score another. I thought it flatters us. And John Anderson's summary was brilliant that we listened to after we got outside when he was going, we could nick this. When the ball dropped, you're like, oh, yeah. And then I saw Pickford get the ball and he sort of, like, threw it and smashed it on the floor. And then the players are running towards us. And for a split second, I'm like, I'm looking around thinking, eh? Eh? And then all of a sudden it clicks. We've scored. I was like, you, and, and the scenes, and the previous 90 minutes I've forgotten because the, the last couple of minutes, it, it was explicit. It was, it was, it was triple memorable. X. It was, it was obscene. Um, the players come running over to the fans. The fans are coming over to the players. The, 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 um, those in the fluorescent jackets are laughing their head off. They can't believe what we've just done. Half of them are Liverpool supporters, so they don't really give a shit. Um, and the Aberdeen supporters are again trying to give it a little bit large, and That's we were just screaming do. our heads off. The noise was unbelievable from the end, and oh! But that pillock you warn about, Paul. Honestly, I, I'm trying to describe it. He is listening. Um, he was in the main Everton away end next to, uh, well, the, the main Everton home end next to the away end. And it's one of them people, like, you see them every now and then. They've watched one episode of Peaky Blinders, so they, they try and look the part. And he was giving it large to the Newcastle fans, all game, literally shouting and screaming. He was on his own a lot of the times, shouting and screaming, but he was giving it large all game. That second goal goes in, we're finished celebrating, you turn to find this man, nowhere to be seen. Um, he, he just went, he went straight for the hill, him, like, um, and rightly so after, after all that. But uh, it was just, as I say, as I... Uh, after the match, it was the wankiest draw I've ever seen us get. It was just, yeah, it was just mental. We didn't have a shot on target for eighty nine minutes, and we we'll pick up a point, even though we're two down. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, the memes afterwards were Pickford with the dinosaur arms and and all that. And Olivia England's number one. It's a yeah. joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Honestly, you're that shit. You don't even know where, where the goal line is. If he just stands his ground on the goal line or ahead of it, it's not a goal. But you're a couple of foot over the over the line. <laughs> you absolute mackham. Oh, you mess. You absolute mess. Um and obviously all all of the the memes and the, the, the T Rex stuff afterwards was great. And Newcastle fans had been giving him even when we were two 0 down, giving him pelters for any slight error. So obviously we weren't gonna let him weren't going to let him go with, with you know with, with that one. We literally gifted them a two goal lead. It wasn't because Everton were playing well in the Ancelotti way and stuff like that. Um, but we were that was it was a disgusting fraud of a performance. I'm sitting there going, well, I hope they reimburse us for this trip down. We've been stuck in traffic, hadn't we, on the motorway on the way down? Yeah, and everything. So we were slightly stressed getting there. 
Uh, but for those two minutes, we were just laughing like a couple of li- like little like school kids afterwards because it was just so believable. And we were part of all these um, scousers about us. Uh, and they were like grumbling, 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 and we're laughing our fucking heads off. <laughs> <laughs> it was quality. He, they were like, that was shit. That game was shit. Watching it was shit. And all this. And we were like, yeah. And we still got a point. <laughs> like, you raggy bastards. Oh, the um, stick we got, man. The back of grace. There was, there was uh, we'll go outside of uh, Goodison, and there was this, uh, there was this couple walking past with like, he's a shit. It was like, I know we're shit, but we managed to get a point off yous. But, um, the, honestly, the, the just the general feel after the match was mental. Um, I don't know if any makes no sense. Football makes no sense. It was football it, manager esque that. It literally was, but like I don't know if any is listening has been to Everton away, but like around the corner from Goodison, you get like a couple of car parks where you get in for a tenner. We weren't very popular as we went in there because it took about half an hour, forty five minutes to get out of it, and obviously we're the only Newcastle fans in that car park. Um, and the, just some of the looks were getting. <laughs> it was. Uh, I looked to kill away be up shit creek. <laughs> it was. It, really was just, it was just mental, man. What a night. Um, because about ten minutes before the game finished, there was this lad who was sitting next to a season ticket wise. Um, he he got kicked out the ground for bit for being. I don't know. I think he was. I don't know what it's he was doing. Bit- I think, he I had think, a few too many, didn't he? I think he had too many. Uh, and I just and I told him on the way out, because we were playing shit at the time, we hadn't had a shot on target and that, and we just brought the defender on. And I just says, mate, just drink until you forget. And then you can wake up and pretend it never happened. And then we picked up the point. <laughs> so it didn't age well, but um no, it was a it was a, it was a, it was a weird one that one. That was the weirdest moment of the season for me. Uh, especially uh, given how bad we were all the way through. And I thought that would be a catalyst for like something good coming along, but <laughs> this is like the lead up to um, the 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 like the games breaking up sadly there because of the virus. But the the next couple of home games were shocking. We drew against Oxford at home. We drew against Norwich at home. We drew against Burnley at home. All nil nil draws, and they're the final three games I've been to at St James's Park. So. Eight months out saying a goal live at St James's was a bit, uh, a bit shit. But we managed that, to that, Bur- that Burnley one. If you remember, uh, I I was getting messages off every. You're on the TV. You're on the TV. I literally I were were time wasting, and I'd I'd I'd, I'd literally <laughs> lost my shit. Uh we we just been moved to some other to some other seats. We're sitting down there, and it was just shit. And I was really frustrated. We didn't look like scoring him in a month for Sundays. Everybody else is sitting down and pretty much met. And I have just like literally blown a head gasket and I'm giving it large. And then everybody, even my mother, you're on the telly, you're on the telly and stuff like that. <laughs> so um, it, it was, it was crackers, but yeah, then um, we're getting ready towards the, the Southampton game. Aye, but but before that, mate, we drew with that famous replay against Oxford. Obviously, it went extra time. We're two 0 up. We threw it away by being complacent, and then Maximin steps up with uh, the with a great goal. Uh, the the you shit, uh, mate. You shit. You shit. The video that went round, yeah. Of the, I think he's no older than sixteen, seventeen. It's like your shit, bruv. Your shit, bruv. And he and he curls in on his right foot and just curls it into the top corner. He puts his out. <laughs> but uh, that at Oxford is where the pennycopter was born. Um, so obviously it went viral of that lad <laughs> celebrating in the weirdest way possible. But um, I uh, Saint Maximin, as he's so quality, made a made a wicked joke of it online, calling it the pennycopter, and that's where the <clears throat> that's where our last away day was before the breakup, Paul. Uh, away from home at West Brom. Ah, what a brilliant nice. Away, brilliant away day. And with Pennycopter being born, the amount of inflatable objects in the away end at West Brom, because they give with the whole stand, so it was just unreal. The atmosphere was Five brilliant. and a half thousand Geordies were, yeah. were there, Kyle. Five and a half a, thousand. It was, a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a wicked night. Uh, the, the weather wasn't too bad. Obviously, everyone in good spirits. Um... And obviously we were three 0 up. Everything looked good and very similar to the West Ham game when Ellie threw it away. But you know what? It was it was a wicked away day. Um, 
fairly easy to get into. We got right next to the ground, even though we're told otherwise, <laughs> ordered. But barring a little hiccup on the motorway on the way there, into we literally had a traffic jam where Villa Park is, uh, the motorway just next to it. So what a lovely place to have a breakdown. But um, we'll get to the ground, get parked up fairly easily. And then, yeah, get into the ground. Nice ground is Hawthorns. I hope we can go there again soon because it's a, it's, a, it's a nice drive down and stuff. But, uh, yeah, one of the better away days I've been on for sure, mate. Um, never, never, ever, ever will you have been whacked with so much inflatable filth in your lifetime, it was just like, oh, look, there's an inflatable, uh, inflatable love length. Oh, there's an inflatable <laughs> cock. Oh, what have I just been whacked with? Oh, somebody's meeting two veg. Uh, you know, for the entire 90 minutes, you are literally getting bombarded uh, with filth. Um, some, of, some, some of the stewards were stamping on them and bursting them. <laughs> a tear to my eye, I tell you that. Um, and then some of them were, were knocking them uh, back in and having a bit of a laugh and a joke on. Uh, but the football as well, Carl. To be fair, it, it, there was some nice, um, nice football on display. Some of the goals, the movement. Joe Linton set up a nice, um, a nice goal as well. Miggy was fantastic. We could have scored more goals than what we did score, but typical Newcastle, we make it hard on ourselves. But you know, to hear the away end, five and a half thousand Geordie singing, we're going to Wembley and stuff like that. That is what football is about. That's what Mike Ashley doesn't get. It's what he doesn't understand. It's for moments, it's for dreaming, it's for getting your hopes up and, you know, sitting there, you know, tell, you know, my mum I won't be back for tea, even though my mum, she's not the best cook in the world. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be listening to this and she'll be, she'll be, uh, she'll be seething. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's for what football's made for. It was a great game. We played well for probably three quarters of the game. Uh, we scored a lucky third goal. I will say that one off Lazaro was pretty lucky. Uh, but we deserved the win. The two goals from them probably flattered them. Um, and it was a great, great night, great laughs. And you're getting through in, you know, through in the cup and just hoping for a good draw. Yeah, it was a, it was a brilliant night. And then the, obviously the coronavirus started like get, getting into this country as it came from them. Um, China and spread through the world. It obviously uh, hit the UK. Um, Southampton was the last chance to go away from home for a while. And I wish I went down, but I didn't. Because uh, um, obviously Southampton seen as one of them days where it's like, fuck now the travel's a bit much. And then we'll get an unbelievable win away from home. I wasn't expecting it actually because Southampton were playing really well at the time and, and they won like a four unbeaten run. Even though we changed formation and we looked pretty good, you know, we played Southampton off the park on this day. We could have could have scored four or five. We missed several sitters, but we nick a win at the end. And it was and it was that set man up. again. Yeah, St. Maxman again. He was on a great bit of form and then and then it just goes to shit. Um the the coronavirus hits and we end up in in total lockdown for two, three months without any football, uh, don't know if the season's going to continue or, or whether it's going to be cancelled. Uh, will this takeover happen and, and all that stuff? It was just a frustrating time for, for all. The, obviously, the worry of like family and stuff, if we catch a coronavirus and all that, the fear was very much very much a thing. Um, and was, the, yeah. And not, to pile on top football and frustrations with the, with the takeover and stuff. Um, as it went to tests and then obviously week on, week on, week and then the lockdown restrictions start to loosen a little bit and then obviously they announced Project Restart which games behind closed doors which wasn't ideal but it was seen as a means to an end to get to the end of the season and obviously crack on with that but I was gutted by it because obviously uh, we love going away from home and we're, the, the release of a weekend when you get to watch your team and that and it's just that, like, I didn't realise how much of a big part of my life it was, like, the, the whole day and socialising with people, but it's 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 huge. And obviously the games went to uh, paying closed doors. It ended up being one every three, four days. It was just it was just shit, to be honest. I didn't enjoy... It's, no, it's nowhere near the same, Kyle. It's, yeah, it's... it's sterile. Uh, you, you listen to it quiet and it, it seems eerie. You put the fake noise on that Sky do and BT and the likes. Um, and again, it feels very, very 
at, at official. Um, you know, we just come off. It, it's your release. It's your chance to be able to have a scream and a shout and a moan and a cheer and a whinge and a, you know, criticising and it's that chatting about it all. And it, it, it was a major part of our, you know, our routines that, um, you know, that, that was, that was gone. And you, you're seeing it come back and it's, um, it's, it's, it was slower paced. You know, the players are chucked in at the deep end. They've had, they had a couple of, Mini pre-season games, you know, a couple of friendly games, uh, yeah. behind closed door at the training ground, and one at St James's Park, uh, and then we back into um, into into league action. But we started well. We did. We started really well, mate. And it started with a three-nil winning in Sheffield United, and and a league fair, double. It, it 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 was, and honestly, like I what like it, the behind closed door stuff is very much football without a soul. That's what it's like without fans. So it just stamps in yeah. that football without fans is nothing. But to be fair, to see the team again, to see the football again, it was just a lovely feeling. Uh, to see we'll win as well and win very, very emphatically. Made the weight worth it. It was very much on a high kind of stuff. And and yeah, it was... It was although it Joe was Linton a, played well, didn't he? Joe Linton did. played well. Although it wasn't, it wasn't the same um, as as it usually is with the, being in the ground and stuff. It wasn't the same, I'll be honest. But, yeah, it was it was fine. It like For the first couple of weeks, it was fine. And then you start to think, oh, I wish I was there, I wish I was there. And then you start to miss the other side a little bit more. But um, to see we'll be Sheffield United, like we did maximum for great goal um, from a very big mistake. Richie for an absolute brilliant finish. And Joel and doing what he never did throughout the season, that's getting the box and try and cause problems and he did that to be fair very well and yeah we've got the we've got we've got the third he got the third goal he's second league goal of the he season looked, he looked a little bit more of a handful didn't he it looked as if he'd had some time yeah. to work on his game uh, and to improve things and it looks like Bruce had did, done a few things tactically uh, and just like busting the gut rather than complaining and bitching uh, busting the gut to get into the box busting the gut to make defenders make decisions Busting in the gut to try and you know set people up. Uh, I'm not saying he looked like a world beater. Don't get me wrong, but he certainly no. looked a little bit more polished, you know, from from the Sheffield United performance and doing the double over a very very good Chris uh, Wilder, you know, side was quite unexpected. But uh, what was also unexpected from the obviously my friends who support Sheffield United, they said I can't believe how the the defence, which is their what they've built their team on gifted Newcastle so, so much. Uh, and you can see it from their viewpoint that, yeah, they, they, they did. But a fantastic start, uh, 3-0, and that virtually pretty much guaranteed that we'd be okay with regards to Premier League survival. Well, it, it did, mate, because honestly, we could have lost every league game from that, from Project Restart to the, to the end of the season and would have stayed up by a point. So... We're already safe in any way, but in hind like in hindsight, you don't think that day. Um, but no, obviously no, that, no. that put one thirty nine points, I think it was, and it seemed we're to the end of the season. Obviously, we had an uneventful draw against Villa at home, and then this is the big, the big flipping, like the wet fart of the season. This because we'll, Bruce we'll, fucked we'll, up. We'll, Let's be honest, Bruce fucked up with, with that Aston Villa one, mate, where he played the same team. Uh, he fucked up. This yeah. this game that you're going to get on to next was our game of the season, but he prioritised yeah, the Villa game and the Sheffield United game, and it was a tremendous own goal by Steve Bruce. It's one of the things that has most annoyed me about him this entire season was this load of team selections. Because once again, when the when the squad management was key, he let us down. Yeah, it was, and this the, for me this the, this the biggest disappointment of the season because we're really up for this game, this quarter-final against Man City. Ah, the and fans then, were. I thought, if we could get past Man City with what was left in the tournament, I thought we could we could upset because we picked up results against the other teams, barring Arsenal, and they weren't in the best of form at the time. So I thought, you know what, we can we can do something here. And we just, we just surrendered. It was just so pitiful and pathetic. Abject. It, it, yeah, it was just an abject failure. I mean, Man City could have been five up at half time. We just sat back and let them come at whip. 
where idea was Andy Carroll hold up the ball 30 seconds before anybody gets near him. Um, put the ball up to him and Otamendi and Laporte put up with that quite quite well. And yeah, they just passed circles around Wirtin by half time. We're, I think we were 1-0 down and we could have been 5 or 6. We got a glorious chance all through Dwight Gale and he puts it over the bar from about 5 yards out. Even though we grand could have knocked it, it in. My grand could have knocked it in. Oh, my word. Like, the the anger coming back. I can literally feel the anger bubbling back. I went absolutely apeshit with that miss. Yeah. Because this, this, is, this is typical Newcastle under Mike Ashley. It's okay to lose as long as we don't lose by too many. Yeah. Cups aren't a priority. And it's, really it pisses me off. Like, honestly, I think Dwight Gale actually got the brunt end of it. Reactor, looking back. So I was like, that's probably it for him. And to be fair, I still think that. I still, I still think he probably needs to move elsewhere. But he, he, he ended the season in quite good, good in a yeah, good way. He got three and six. So it was a, it was good, consistent finish from him. But that 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 in front of the Gallagher end, it would have put her back into the game. It would have given her a bit of momentum. And he missed that chance. And then not long after that, I think it was literally a minute and a half after that, um, Sterling scored the second and it put what it meant. Yeah, game over. It was just, ugh, it was just so frustrating. Um, because like another year that goes by, and you're just like another year that's gone by, and Newcastle aren't going to do anything. And believe me, I've seen year after year, decade after decade of this abject failure. My highlight of sport Newcastle from a cup prep thing is the Intertoto bloody cup, man. It's embarrassing. It really is that uh, a trophy that looks like a car aerial is the greatest <laughs> achievement that we that I've seen us seen us do. It's pathetic, and and like I can take defeat, I can take defeat, but it's the manner of the defeat, and, and it's yeah. just the Mike Ashley Newcastle way that let's just not lose by too many. Yeah, don't want to get uh, absolutely you know destroyed and dry humped. Yeah, and mediocre. I can't that. Yeah, I just took, being mediocre. Oh, going at it. No, yeah. go for it, man. I mean, Man City weren't great, but we. We just didn't put them under any pressure. I mean, Southampton not long after or before it. I don't know if it was just soon or just later. Where they beat, beat yeah, City one nil, where they the, the showed us how to play against them, and they won one nil. And it's like, why couldn't we do that and push on? Because I think if we got mm. the semi final, we would have had a much better, would have had a good chance of getting to the final. We were and all yeah, saying, though, weren't we? It would be typical Newcastle, you know, Newcastle to get like to a final. Where fans can't go to, that oh, would be typical yeah, be, Newcastle. Be, 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 the be, stars were aligning. Absolutely, it would just be, mm. it just yeah, it would just be typical, just absolutely, just typical, <laughs> typical, typical. But um, yeah, that was the biggest disappointment of the season for me, like because yeah. I thought that might have been it. I think for full St James's Park, is it a different story? Maybe, but yeah, it was a, it was very disappointing, and it's probably the worst ever cup run to a quarter final in history. Two replays against two lower league teams. Yeah. Um nearly thrown it away against West Brom away from home. And then um obviously we'll come up against the first quality side and the, the put with a bed. So it was a it was a disappointing, frustrating cup run to say the least. But we'll bounce back in the best way, mate. Uh beating Bournemouth away from home four one. And this actually was a really good performance from Newcastle. We just blew them away. And um, we played on the front foot. Uh, we played for different. We played for the same formation because we changed it at Southampton. And um, before the lockdown, Steve Bruce stuck with it. We stuck with the four-two-three-one, and we just blew them away. I think after that yeah. game, I knew Bournemouth were going to get relegated with the running that they had. But uh, this was Newcastle's last good performance of the season. In fact, it was Newcastle's last win of the season because uh, it was all downhill from there. Yeah, but, players went uh, on holiday, didn't they? Yeah, they did. After this game, it was just kind of game set match kind of thing. We were very poor after it. But this was the last highlight of the season. It was nice to see Sean score. It was nice to see Miggy with a beautiful finish. Hayden with miss of the season. Um, definitely. Yeah, M- Miggy's, can I just touch Miggy's there? Absolute pure and utter Class. filth of a finish that was. And ASM as well for setting up Sean Longstaff's goal. Yeah, impressed by that too. Sean looked good as well. 
He did. Unfortunately, it was um, he went he he went off after about twenty uh, minutes of an injury. But yeah, he did do well at him. And then after that, we played West Ham. We got a draw, and um, we're probably lucky to get a draw on the basis of play. So West Ham were played so well. Um, Man City we got absolutely smashed off the park because we tried to play exactly the same way as we did in the cup, which was disappointing. Um, we threw away again against um, Watford. We took an early lead through Gale, a nice finish, and then uh, two penalties through stupidity from Manquillo, cost with that one. Uh, Tottenham, poor defending again from Newcastle, got ripped apart when we tried to play attacking football. Well, Richie, Richie, scored, Richie scored a beautiful goal, but that's the only highlight out of that one. Uh, Brighton, the worst game in history, only known for one thing and one thing only. The highlight of games being behind, played behind closed doors with Richie calling the linesman a wee dick. Uh, that was fantastic and uh, deserved a 10 out of 10 on any scorecard, any player rating. Yeah. And if it fell short, it was like, the, it was like the, the, the arranged, wasn't it? You know, like before the match, they just uh, literally everybody would go around, had a handshake, and say, Look, lads, we, we both can't be arsed. We're both on the beach. We're both going to do now. Let's just have a bit of a knock around. And it, it was like that. Honestly, um, it was terrible apart from we dick gate. That was it. <laughs> it was it was it was funny like, but that's the only highlight of that game. And then last game of the season against the, the already champions, Liverpool. They didn't play a full strength team uh, until the second half. We were one 0 up. Uh, Gale scored after like twenty seconds, and BT Sport missed the flipping highlight, which was great. Um, and then. Van Dijk scored just before half-time for a lovely header, to be fair. And then they bring Mane, Salah, Firmino, all on around around 50 minutes in. And then the blow were apart in the second half and they could have scored three or four. And the season kind of just fizzles out, mate. It was a, it was a very disappointing end of the season, but war safe. And uh, yeah, that was Yeah, fun. mission accomplished, wasn't it? That's the mission that he was given at the beginning of the season. Get us safe. Um... You know, door rocked the boat, steady the ship after Rafa went, um, and and that was it. And he did exactly what he was asked to do. Yeah, pretty much, mate. And you kind of argue with it to be fair. You just yeah, it was just it was just one of them, mate. And it was it was a as as we've went through highs and lows and all that this season in in that last season. But he did exactly what he said on the tin, uh, steady the ship, and. Yeah, I'm hoping he can do better, but like next season, because obviously he's going to be in charge by the looks of things. Um, but we some of the things he said towards the end of the season. Oh, we, we should be happy to finish above a team like Southampton and all oh, this. The Southampton Cup. And and this club's not stagnating and stuff like that. You couldn't <laughs> you couldn't find two like things that match that. It, it, like if he tried, like. Southampton and stagnation are very similar at the moment, and to want to finish above them, like wh- why is that a thing? They, they got beat nine nil this season, late last season. Do you know what I mean? At home, like that's embarrassing. And it wasn't off a top six team either. It was off Leicester. Leicester are a good team, but nine nil really? Come on, we only got beat five off them. <laughs> so go on. Um, but no, I think Bruce deserves a little bit of credit for doing exactly what he said he was going to do. However, I do have two big, big concerns. The first being the squad management. Uh, me and you have talked about this in depth, where he just can't... He can't man- manage a squad to save his life. The squad rotation is very poor. I mean, we had five centre-backs fit at the start of the season, and we had to bring in uh, Kellen Watts for the last game against Liverpool. And even then, Andy Carroll was potentially good, ready to play centre-back for Liverpool which is crazy talk, really. But, yeah, he squad management. He ran everybody into the ground. Um, Didn't rotate but... enough at the key moments. We touched on it before. When the restart, you've had no football for ages. Then you play Sheffield United. Then you're playing very shortly afterwards, Villa at home. Now, to Villa, that was their cup final. To be able to stay up, they had to get something out of that match, right? It was key for them. Um but for us, the biggest game of that week was still the City game. We, you know, we were virtually safe. It's all about rotation, and it was the same at Christmas time, Carl. When the games are coming thick and fast, you cannot play the same players for three matches in a week because you know 
with the high impact uh, injuries you're going to get on the likes of ASM. Uh, uh, and we don't look the same player. We haven't got the squad to be able to manage injuries and to take the risks. So you, you've got to manage the squad that you're given and juggle around and stuff like that. And that's something that Rafa was good. And that's how he got the injuries down at Newcastle. We've got the same medical team that Rafa has. Uh, they're still here, but the injuries have gone up. And that's because of the squad management and too many games all at once. Uh, and then, like you say, you're ending the season with anybody at all. The tea lady was close to getting a game at centre-back on the last <laughs> game of the season. It was getting that bad. It was tragic. Shouldn't we have thrown young kids like that into the fray? But when we had confirmed safety, what was wrong with trying a few of the younger lads out to see what we can learn? Let's have Dan Ballet around the squad. Let's have a look Tom at uh, Tom Allen. Yeah, he's another one. To, you know, to see whether they can hack it against Premier League players. Whilst there's no fans in the stadium, so they're not got that pressure of you know opposition fans getting to them and that sort of thing. You've got to be able to learn, you know, and then you've got to be able to prioritise the squad. And Bruce didn't do that, and that was a definite down point of Bruce's reign this year, and something that we would have been better off having personally with uh, Rafa Benitez. Yeah. For sure, mate. I completely agree. Um, Bruce, for me, this season, um, towards the end especially, very disappointing. We just looked on the beach after Bournemouth. Um, we just looked... I mean, the City game, I don't think I'll ever forgive him for, because obviously that was a big chance for Newcastle. But I suppose... Just a surrender. Uh, like if the if the media and the pundits that support him were to be believed, you'd think Bruce was going to win manager of the year this season. Uh, he was magnificent. He was breathtaking. He was the best thing since sliced bread. Yet they didn't watch him every week. Uh, watch his performances every week like uh, we did, because tactically, this is the second problem for me, where he just formation wise, he just chucked shit at a wall and, see, and seen what stuck, and he 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 it stuck at the wall twice with. Rafa's former system, which he copied poorly, and uh, the four-two-three-one system, which worked very well towards the end, but uh, it, it's frustrating because I think next season he's going to have to get his formation right. Because if he doesn't get it right, Paul, I really fear for it, especially with the lack of investment, with the current takeover situation, and and all that stuff. We're not going to be much better, and it, and if the rest no. of the league uh, adjust and make the make the changes that they need to make. I mean, you can guarantee Villas probably spend 50, 60 million. Uh, Palace will spend, uh, if they lose Zaha especially, like all these teams are going to be spending money and we're going to have to Leave compete with that. So will Bruce yeah. be able to make, make the difference up with tactics and all that? And that's a serious question. It's a case of no. I've said in previous podcasts, he's probably earned himself six months. But if we're still, like if we're in trouble in six months' time into the season, then you've got to you've got to cut them loose because you know it, the writing is definitely on the wall. It is a club in limbo at the minute with this takeover, but uh, he's got to have to, he's going to have to make the adjustments needed. He's going to have to make some shrewd signings in the summer by playing um, Wheeler Dealer. But yeah, uh, he's had a uh, in the um, keep ourselves. We'll give him a six out of ten, didn't we? Um, for the season, it was yeah. kind of a. The highs, above average. The high, the highs were high, and the lows were really low. I don't want another slog of a season like that again. Though it was, on the most part, frustrating because we're so inconsistent. We just never put a run of games together, and it was frustrating for the team that were hard and the teams that were played in certain parts of the season. You could say we could have won on a four game, four or five game winning run, but we never looked capable under Bruce. And I, I do have have me concerns, but. On the surface, I'd say he, he he got the expectation of steadying the ship, so he gets credit for that. But there are question marks around the future. Yeah, with we need we need goals. We need goals desperately. Uh, even Mister Magoo can tell that we need goals in this team. Um, yeah. Signings weren't addressed properly uh, in the January transfer window. Reinforcements didn't come in. Lots of money was wasted on the likes of Joel Linton and not looking at, at the bigger-term uh, picture. Lots of injuries picked up, poor squad management at times. Yes, he has got us to a, a few good results. Some of them, though, more, more by luck than by you know good judgment or anything like that. Think about the Chelsea game 
Um, you know, think about the Everton away game. You know, we've had oh. a tremendous amount of luck, and eventually your luck runs out. The season was ended very, very poorly. So it's important that we stop the rot and we start the new season, you know, in in a good vein, in a good fashion. To do that, he's going to need to um, he's going to need to flesh out the squad, and he's going to need to manage the squad a heck of a lot better. Um, preseason's big because he's got to see some of these youngsters. Are they good enough to step up? Are they really good enough to step up? Well, you could uh, have like already found that out. You could already found yeah. that out at uh, the back end of the league season, but and that's what it should have been about. Yeah, but but he just didn't. He just didn't. He was given the opportunity and did not. Um, you know, the fans on a, again on a real, real down at the beginning of a season, which is just becoming uh, so repetitive. We're always down at the beginning of the season, so it's up to the players to be able to uh, up the performances. Now, some of our best performances have been off the back of the fans cheering and dragging the lads over the line. Think of Chelsea. Think of Manchester United. Think yeah. about stuff like that. Without the fans there, potentially for the beginning of the season, is that going to have a detrimental effect on performances and results? Possibly. But, you know, when he came in, it was it was doomsday scenario. Rafa had gone. We'd got a dinner lady in as a new manager. We thought we were down. We didn't go down. So, um, you know, we start in a healthier position this season. We thought we'd be a championship team. Uh, this time last season, we thought we'd be a championship team. Uh, we're not. We're back in the Premier League, so that is a massive, massive positive. But if we don't get the investment right with the little bit of money that we've got, we are up shit creek without a paddle, uh, you know, without this takeover. And if we do go down, I've heard people saying, oh, let's go down and they'll buy us and stuff. Yes, it would make it easier for the paperwork, but if you think that somebody's going to buy us for £300 million whilst we're in the Championship, then, you know... Um, mistaken. Yeah, you're mistaken. So, uh, yeah, this summer is really, really key and he's got to have a positive start next season. 100%, mate. And in terms of the season review, that's that's kind of it, really. I mean, it it was just it was just a slog of a season. Um, I... I don't know how we've managed to talk about it for two hours, Paul, but um <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a whirl it's been a whirlwind as always. But next week, um I know this week we've got a couple of things coming. We've got um the reaction to, to the NUST stuff. Um we'll do a round a roundup one as well, but we're gonna do a questions one the week after. So we'll answer your questions like we did for episode two um of the podcast. So um as well as sorting a name out for the podcast, as it was mentioned at the start. Um, I, I think we'll do a, another question one as well. So if you want to send your, send your questions in to one Facebook, Twitter, or, or, uh, or whatever whatever it may be, um, we'd, we'd welcome your questions, football or non-football related, if you just want to ask anything. Uh, weird or wonderful. Anything. Yeah, weird, all the weird and wonderful be a, make for a good laugh, I suppose. But um, I, that's it for the season review. Like Hopefully next season we're finish above Southampton and win that Southampton Cup. Oh, but, I can't um... wait for that to be paraded throughout <laughs> the streets. Uh, I wonder I wonder if the next two people coming on, if if they would be excited to win the Southampton Cup as well. Paul has very, has very well reminded me actually of that. I've, I completely forgot about it in the middle of, it, of all that. Um, Christopher from Australia, went national fan, has uh, given his take first and then we'll cut straight to Rubenstein who's a uh, Who's volunteered as he's a keen listener for the keen listener for the show and whatnot? He's Do he's gonna they're, they're gonna get they're both gonna give their takes and their experience on on this current season as well. And we'll we'll leave you on that and then it'll come cut back to me, um, just basically saying what's gonna happen next week and stuff. So, uh, yep, me and Paul will catch you later. Um, but now we'll cut to Christopher and then it'll cut to um to Ruben's. Hey lads, um, yeah, just a quick first video uh, just for uh, Paul and Kyle on the new uh, channel. So yeah, asked to um, give my insight about the uh, what I thought was the worst and the best game and worst and best player. I, th I think I'm not going to come at it from uh, with the games as far as like quality. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of all the full games because of the time difference in, in Australia, but um, watched a lot of the, the short half an hour um, 
highlight clips. So I think the worst game for me, start with the worst game, get the crap out of the way. The worst game, how I felt about it after watching it was um, the Norwich game early on in the season where we just got turned over so easily. And I know a lot of you guys are probably thinking that Leicester game was probably the worst game. But for me, the way it made me feel was that we're in shit creek. You know what I mean? Can't defend, can't attack. Um, up against, yeah, a new, a new team and the new one of the new boys. Um, but, yeah, it was really ominous signs for me. And I thought, we could, you know, two games in or three games in, we're definitely relegation fodder, so that was no good. So that's a, that's that's my worst game. My best game is probably the Man United game, just because Matty Longstaff scoring that, um, that uh, you know, his first goal and just, you know, just how, how the young lad would have felt and winning the game. So that's definitely one of the, the highlights of the season for me. Best player, I reckon... Um, I know a lot of you guys are looking at the defence, but I think we'll be, our defenders have been pretty solid for the last three or four years. And I think what's made the most difference this season is um, is probably Miggy and ASM. And I can't really split them for best player. You know, the, the amount of times, the amount of work they got through, even ASM defensively, but the outlet and the dribbling and the skill just to, to get us forward. Like, we, we just didn't have that under Rafa, so I can't really split those guys. And um, worst player... It's probably uh, high on everyone's list is probably Emil Kraft, the poor bugger. Obviously, we had a shortage in that position, but um, yeah, he didn't, where was he from? What pedigree he had? Obviously, he was a Swedish international, but that that really uh, didn't mean anything at all. Um, and yeah, I guess really underwhelming, that poor bloke. But um, yeah, not sort of going to bang on too much about him. But yeah, that's my, my best mask best uh, players, worst players, and uh, what I thought of the best and worst game. All right, mate. Talk to you soon. Hello, everyone. Hope you're all having a great day. It's Rob here. Might be known to some of you guys as Rubenstein off YouTube. And a big thank you to Paul and Kyle for inviting me on the fantastic Magpie 24-7 podcast. I'm absolutely loving it so far, lads, so keep up the good work. I'm actually through the first three podcasts and I'm halfway through the fourth, which is the Keep or Sell podcast. So I'm interested to see what you've got to say about the strikers moving into next season. And I actually didn't have Spotify. Uh, I actually downloaded Spotify just to listen to you lads. So as I say, I'm loving it. Keep it going. Um, Paul messages and asked if I would say a few words about the season, some highlights, some lows. Um... I think the thing that's frustrating and the thing you've got to look at for the season is if you ask the question, were we successful this season? I think that's why it it's frustrating because I think the answer is probably yes. We stayed in the Premier League and we actually had a cup run for a change, which was quite nice to see. Um, got cut shorter than I would have liked, but the thing that's frustrating is that just staying in the Premier League just you know, want to be doing more than that. And it's actually crazy if you think how many teams are just trying to stay in the Premier League every year. And the only way you're going to get out of that is by investing, money, ambition. And these are all things that we're, we're just not getting under the current ownership. So some people could even look at it in a way and say we weren't successful because we didn't get a takeover. I think some people might say a successful season would be the season when we finally get a takeover. So... Yeah, there was highs and lows. I mean, some of the great moments was um, the win against Man United, Matty Longstaff's goal, uh, the win against Chelsea. Uh, and it's actually funny because possibly my lowest point of the season happened just before that, when we lost 5-0 to Leicester. Um, was in a pub in the town uh, thinking this, this isn't good. Uh, this is going to be a really tough season and in typical Newcastle st uh, style we came back and we beat Man U and then I'm pretty sure the same game after straight after we beat Chelsea as well so that was pretty much our season it was ups and it was downs and you know you're thinking if we're going to be beating teams like Man U and Chelsea what are we doing drawing 0-0 against Brighton you know those kind of games were so frustrating to watch uh, and no striker, you know, Joe Linton's first season, I think he needs a little bit more time. As I say, I don't know what you guys said about him just yet, because I'm not quite there, but we saw what Almiron did. He's been better second season. Hopefully, Joe Linton can be better second season. Um, 
in terms of players who really performed this season, you don't have to look too far. Uh, Dubravka uh, obviously got um, the player of the season. Uh, I think it was pretty well deserved. I think it would have been challenged by uh, St. Max. I thought he's been fantastic. As I said, Almiron um, really stepped up his game. And you know what? I actually think we've got a pretty decent spine to our team. Dubravka, Fernandez was fantastic. Uh, Lascelles is captain, leader. Shelby in the middle. He can go missing sometimes, but he can win you the game with the pass, with the goals. Uh, we needed his goals this season. Uh, and then St. Max, Almiron. If we can get a 15-goal striker coming in this window, then maybe uh, we can still try and take some steps forward next season. Um, I mentioned if I had any personal highlights um, Matty Longstaff's goal was probably uh, one of the biggest highlights for me which is also frustrating again because uh, it does not look like he will be signing a new deal with Newcastle as I'm saying this um, I've not heard any more other than the fact that his current deals run out so we'll have to see what happens with that one um, and I also wrote down uh, Palace away because that was actually the only away game I got to go to this season. Um, thinking back to a few seasons ago, I was going to every one of them. I uh, was only able to make it a one, and we lost 1-0, and Lazaro got sent off. But uh, the atmosphere with the fans um, in the stand, even though we lost, was still fantastic, and I still had a great uh, weekend down in London. Although it wasn't very cheap, uh, I have to say that. But yeah, so for me, on paper... We were successful, but frustrating, and if I could have had that takeover, you know. But who knows what might happen. The petition's over over 100,000 signatures. Boris is what Nan says. Maybe there is something to come from it yet. So we'll have to wait and see. As I say, guys, thank you for having me on. Keep up the great work. Um, and yeah, have a great show.